What's Next Alberta is brought to you by Connect First Credit Union. I'm Beth Kerr, your host for this week's episode of What's Next Alberta. Today we have a great guest on the show because one of the things we've always wanted to talk about is an industry that has been on the rise in Alberta over the last few years. One that's been a shining star in conversations about economic diversification in Alberta. Today's show is all about movies, television, and the creative industries. There's a lot of buzz about this industry in Alberta, particularly when it comes to celebrity sightings and who is eating at what popular restaurant. But we maybe underestimate the economic impact that this industry has on our province. We've been able to attract some big names and some big productions in recent years, and our guest today has been a driving force behind that. We're so lucky to have Luke Azevedo here today. He's the Vice President of Creative Industries and Operations and Film Commissioner at Calgary Economic Development, and I can't wait to get into this conversation. Luke, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Luke, please tell our audience who you are and what you do. So my role is uh, sort of multifaceted. We do a variety of things. First and foremost, it's trying to attract foreign direct investment into the province. So going out to the studios, having interactions with the streamers, and ensuring that they know Alberta is a location of choice for film and television, and that we are an A-list location that has a huge amount of uh, attractiveness here, not just for the vistas and the backdrops, but quality of our crews, quality of the infrastructure that's been developed in this province, and the incentive, the competitive incentive, which attracts film and TV to the different regions. So that's part of my job. Second part is to ensure that we're helping support and grow the local talent right. base here. So organizations that have an opportunity to tell the Alberta stories to the world, we want to ensure that they have as good or better support than we're doing with the foreign productions that are coming into the room. And then thirdly, it's advocacy. We've worked on a lot of things. Uh, when I first got into this job, there was three areas that we were concentrating on. First was growing the sector. So we've grown from $75 million to this past year, $560 Incredible. million. Incredible. Second was to get the Calgary Film Center completed, which uh, depending on who you spoke to, took between 30 and 130 years to get there. So we got that done with government support, with private sector support, and it's now been full 100% for the last four and a half years. So it was a catalyst for growth of the industry as well. And then helping support the growth of other infrastructure. So we saw about 480,000 square feet that was absorbed in the last 10 months and retrofitted to uh, be long-term film and television by a local developer, by William F. White, by MBS, and then also companies that see this industry and this marketplace as an opportunity now. And uh, they have the confidence to come here and actually situate themselves here and have bricks and mortar around them and technology that we can grow the sector. And then um, the end portion of it was to change the incentive to get us to the point where we became nationally and internationally competitive in the film and television world. We didn't need to be the highest. We just didn't want to be the lowest. Right. And if you're competitive Canadian-wise, then that means that you're competitive internationally. So we've achieved a lot of those goals, and now it's creating sustainability, an industry association that has one voice for the entire industry to communicate to, to government, to industry, to foreign potential investors. Wow, that's a lot to unpack, Luke. I I barely know where to start. So you've been in the business a long time. And when you look back like 15 years ago, we were just a budding market for film at the time. What made you believe we could be a globally competitive market? Well, you know what? One of the best marketing tools that we have is the experience that these streamers and studios have in Alberta and what they take back and the conversations that they're having 
back in their marketplace, back in their homes, and the footprint that they actually have as they communicate the quality of the work that's being done here. So our crews are world-renowned. They work in plus 30 to minus 30. They work in mountains, badlands, prairies, foothills. They have the ability to create. It's always about the human resources. It's always about the people. It's always about what you can create. You know, story drives the agenda, but the people that are doing it is what happens to create those great projects at the end of it. So that's what pushed us to move forward is that we had that base to start with. And I would imagine that having the crews, um, all the specialists in these areas are really important to actually attract the projects. So when you look at what the incentives supply, and I want some clarity around the incentives. So the incentives aren't giving money to Hollywood, right, okay? The right. incentives are given to the production company or the streamer or the studio that's here producing their project and that are spending money here. So their return on that investment is on the money spent in Alberta, and that's on goods, services, and labor. The money that we are putting forward that makes us competitive and the incentive globally is about mid-range. However, when we add all the other pieces together of what we have here and the opportunity to create a project of the quality that we've seen happen here, we're an attractive location. So the bottom line is, though, they want the people. They want the people behind and in front of the camera. Yeah, for sure. Now, what would you say that's one of the differentiators for our market when you're competing for business against some other global markets that would be similar? I was just in Los Angeles this past week, and we had some conversations with the studios directly on panels and such, and they were indicating what they felt was necessary for you to be uh, one of the A-level markets. And so when you start looking at Los Angeles, New York, Vancouver, Georgia, and then Toronto, I mean, those are the A markets. And then we are in that top of that tier too. We're not big enough to be competing at the level of those other markets, but we are big enough to compete for projects that are globally massive, which we mm -hmm. have done over this last year, and be able to deliver the end result on that. So the only way you do that is with people. And as in any industry right now, as you know very well, is that what's the competition for? It's talent. And we need to be able to grow our talent locally, give opportunities there, but also attract talent that potentially has left our marketplace in recent years or they come here, work on a project and go, hey, this isn't a bad lifestyle here. Maybe I could stay here for a while. So we're approaching this in a variety of different ways. Lots of training happening here through the unions and guilds, our post-secondaries, things like uh, the Center for Entertainment Arts at Bow Valley College that's now opened up. Some of our universities that are micro-credentialing in the film and television world and allowing us the opportunity to get people into the market very quickly. So there's a variety of aspects that we're trying to create that pipeline, for lack of a better term, of talent coming into the market. Absolutely. So what goes into attracting a large-scale project? You know, there's a variety of things. So we need to ensure that the relationship that's built with these studios and streamers is solid, because that's what this is really about. If they're coming into your region just for the money, there will be no success. Right. And they don't really do that anymore. There's a variety of levels that have to be achieved for you to be considered, even in the base conversations. The conversations used to be this. You walk into the studios and they had three questions. What's your incentive? Is it competitive? What's your infrastructure? What do you have for not only for studios and sound stages, but what else do you have there? You know, what do you have for audio? What do you have for VFX? What do you have for animation? And then what do you have for technology? Can we access the technology locally? And thirdly, and the most important for them, is what's your crew base? What's the depth and how good are they? So now 
In these past few years, we've had an additional couple of questions. First and foremost, what's your EDI strategy? What are you doing to create access for people from marginalized, racialized, or underrepresented communities? And do they have that direct access? Do you have programs for training and development? And then finally, and just as importantly as the others, is around sustainability. What are you doing to ensuring that this market is going to be kept green and that you are working towards a net zero as every industry is, but in our world, you start hearing the studios telling you that by 2023 to 2025, they want to be in that range. You got to work on it. And we are traditionally a resource-based environment here. So selling that, that we are one of the cleanest cities in the world. We are, you know, the third best city in the world to live in and that people can come here and spend nine months. Yes, we have winter and we embrace it, but come and spend nine months in a culturally relevant location that gives you all of your needs and your family's needs. And you can come here and actually produce something that has that outcome. So that my job is to ensure that people have the knowledge of what we can offer and that they feel comfortable in the fact that what they're being told is realistic and that the outcome is going to be the best project that they can create. You were sharing some numbers earlier, over $500 million of financial impact last year coming from the film and creative industries. That's a huge impact. We'd love to know what that means in terms of employment. How many people are working in this industry? So last year, that meant 4,970 jobs. Wow. You know, that creates a fairly large growth in the sector. I mean, we're seeing, according to some of our unions and guilds, we're seeing a year-over-year 20% increase in the talent that's necessary to fulfill the needs of these projects. And when you get projects the size of what we've seen here in this past year, there is no fail here because the world's looking in on you. Everybody talks about, and it's extremely relevant, don't get me wrong, the financial return on the investment is one of the key metrics that we're measured on and will continue to allow us to have those incentives available to us. But the things that we look at is the globe is looking in. They're not just seeing what that output is. They're seeing if you can actually accomplish the needs of these major productions. And this past year, we had one of the biggest productions that's ever happened in Canada in our backyard, the city, the province, Everybody in the different unions and guilds and associations and the private sector all stepped up. And they left here. They just completed here in July. And they they left here with an outstanding experience. And we had an opportunity to debrief with the studio as well as the executive producer. Good, bad, and the ugly. We wanted to see it all. And they gave us the goods. And they told us where we excelled. They told us where we had opportunities for development and growth and what they felt would be next steps that would be beneficial to us to continue to grow our sector here. We're going to take that and we're going to utilize that as we start to develop what next year looks like and the year after, now that we start to come back to some sense of whatever normalcy is at this point, we need to be in a position where we're taking that information and moving to the next level with it. So it's a big deal. So what would you say to a young person who wants to get into film or the creative industries. While it's certainly proven to be a significant economic driver for our province and our city, there may be people out there who think that on a micro level, it's a tough industry to be successful in. We're all familiar with the term starving artist. And I just wonder what your thoughts are on its viability as a career. You know, it's a different scenario. We generate over 3,000 students a year out of our post-secondaries in Alberta that have a diploma or certificate that's from the creative industries. We need to find locations for them to stay in Alberta and work. So that's extremely important. 
So we spend time in the post-secondaries and now going into the junior high schools because that's where people start making decisions and putting ourselves in a position where we start talking about the opportunities that come with the creative industries. Film, television, gaming, animation, VFX. Right on. All of these areas that are now seen globally as some of the fastest growing sectors on the planet. So we want to ensure that they have a pathway to get to post-secondary so that they can study it, learn their trade, coming out of there into the unions and guilds as permittees, get on set, real-world experiences. And in between time, there's also, you know, locations like the Calgary Society of Independent Filmmakers and FAVA in Edmonton that offer opportunities for training and development. And then we hope that as the post-secondaries are generating their students out, that there's opportunities within the private sector for people to bring them in and give them further training. So there's a variety of avenues that the province has opened up and, and allowed things to happen that could take people from other sectors. And that's a really important point as well, is the fact that we're a multi-sectoral industry. So we need construction workers, we need carpenters, we need painters, we need hair and makeup. We need a variety of different sectors to be able to fulfill the needs of the production process in film and television. So we had an opportunity, and we continue to have it, where we're looking at underemployed sectors and putting those opportunities on the table for those people to come into film and TV as well. That's awesome, Luke. It, it sounds like what you're describing is that we've built the ecosystem to really support this industry. We're attracting exciting projects. Industry is starting to see the benefit. We're leveraging this reputation we have, and we're taking advantage of it in a big way. And then it creates this self-fulfilling prophecy of a sustainable industry for the future. It's so exciting. Absolutely. And so if you look at the growth of crew base, so let's just pick a number, okay, yeah. that seems to be uh, what's called a unicorn these days and seems to be a, a metric that kind of analyzes success. Huh. And let's say a billion dollars. Well, to be able to do a billion dollars worth of work here, you have to have probably 12 full crews going the entire year to be able to generate enough work to do it. Because one of the detractors about not being able to grow your crew base fast enough is the fact that you don't want to bring projects into your region that then you can't support fully and be able to have those outcomes that you need. That's worse than not getting the project. So our world is constantly now is how do we develop the talent locally first, then Western Canada, then Canada, and then looking at foreign potentially having people coming from foreign countries into our world. Alberta has some opportunities that we have taken advantage of. During the pandemic, we had the ability to get people into our airport a little quicker than the rest of the country and get them through the process. That helped us at that point, got some attention our way, transition into the new tax credit. That was the catalyst. That was the big uh, zinger. And then having the capacity to bring trainees on and have them trained on set, moving people through in a process through the unions and guilds. All of those pieces have to come together for us to be able to achieve that unicorn kind of status. Once we get there, then you start looking down the road and going, okay, so how much further can you get? And how do you do it in a way that's sustainable? Yeah. And by that, I mean, it's kind of a three-legged stool. You have to have the incentive to attract them. You have to have the people to keep them here. And you have to have the infrastructure because all those three things play a part in what's achievable in your location. We are historically a very vista-laden environment here. So they come for all of those backdrops and all of the things that's there. But for them to be able to function in those environments has to take the people, yeah, right? right? And on. we have those people that know the areas and know how to do it. 
You know, before we get too much further into the conversation, I want to add that we actually film all of our TV commercials here for no other reason but to reiterate the fact that we have totally bought into everything you're saying, that we don't need to look very far to find top-notch talent. It's right here in our backyard. And, you know, it wasn't that long ago where companies would think that you had to go to Toronto or Vancouver, that you couldn't do it here. But honestly, in our opinion, why would you go anywhere else? First of all, I got to say, I'm super happy to hear that because that's always been a challenge for us. People don't have to come from a way to be talented, right. okay? And we had a right. tendency to do that over the years, specifically in this industry, uh, where you're hiring directors or producers or crew or organizations to come into the market to do the work. But there's a huge amount of talent here. And as, as I said at the beginning, one of our key metrics is ensuring that we're continuing to help the local organizations to grow and to develop so that they have their ability to go out and say, we're in Calgary. And now people, we become much more of a recognizable marketplace from that perspective. And as we start to see the changes in our economy and where it's going, this plays a bigger part. When you start talking about interactive digital media and film and television, the gaming industry, I mean, we've been identified as the fastest growing innovation location and tech location in North America. So as we were coming out of the pandemic and the economic strife that we had been suffering for quite a while since approximately 2014, I think, as we were coming out of this, we started to really concentrate on how we could bring the value set to the table so the governments, both at the municipal and provincial, would see this as a viable opportunity to diversify our economy. And so once they started to pick up on what that return is, I'll never forget, I had a, a conversation with an MLA here in Calgary, and he looked me in the eye and he said, so if this thing happens, you're telling me you can promise a return on that investment. And I said, okay, as an industry, we can, yes. Right. It's not me as an individual doing right. this, but as an industry, we can. And he goes, okay, we're going to hold you to that. So that same MLA this past December said, wow. And I'm like, yeah, wow, this is what happens. You got to have that return on that investment. And for us, it's the industry that now has to come back and really produce since we have the tools in front of us now to do the work. That's amazing. I love how collaborative and strategic things have been. And it sounds like they'll continue to be. When we're all going in the same direction with the same goals, it's, it's just incredible the kind of results we can get. Now, if there's one message that you want our audience to really connect with and understand, what do you want to make sure that really sticks with them in terms of the importance of this industry for our province? Well, you know, when we talk about the investment or the return on that investment, those numbers are pretty big. There's no multipliers there. Right. It's, it's money in and money spent this industry ensures that return exists, okay? It's one of the only industries that you do your production, you spend your money, then you do an audit of that spend based on what you uh, submitted as your budget. It goes into the government. They then do their own audit of your audit, and only then is that return go back to the production company. So it's a safe bet, right? The other thing is, is that the collateral impact on this, I don't know if you've been seeing, well, I'm, I'm sure you have. There's lots of news stories about some of the high-end talent that's been here touting our restaurants, right. touting our environment yeah. here, our gyms, the Aurora Borealis yeah. uh, on the way to Edmonton. Yeah. And it's not just, you know, it, there's a misconception that the industry just happens in Calgary or in Calgary and Edmonton. Right. It's not true. Right. 70% of, approximately of the production is done outside of the major centers. They originate here. The majority of the crew and the talent is based mm -hmm. in these urban areas, but uh, they go out to the rural areas. And I mean, 
You see Grand Prairie, you see Didsbury, you see Drumheller, you see Fort McLeod and Lethbridge and Coleman, like all of these places that have had significant impact. And, you know, you start talking about the budgets that these people bring to the table. A million dollars in one of those small communities in a short period of time is a significant impact on their economy. So it's not just based in one or two areas. It, it has an impact on the entire province. And we want to continue to grow that. We've been doing a lot of initiatives with the, all of the jurisdictions, identifying what film-friendly looks like, giving them all our tools that we've developed over the years so they know what their needs are, they know what questions to ask, they know where to position themselves. And then they have an open line to our office as well, as well as our friends at ESIO, the Edmonton Screen Industries office. Tom does a great job up there. And so the idea is to just have that communication open. We get so many calls right now about how do I get into the industry? What do I do? And on our websites, both ours, ESIOs, and Alberta Films, there is identification of the routes that you can take to get there. We'll talk to you, try to help you as much as we can person to person, but it's an extremely busy industry. Yeah, There's I not bet. a lot of downtime. Yeah. So. so this is the part of the show where we ask you for advice. We are a relatively new brand in the marketplace, although we've got an 80-plus year history and we're one of Canada's largest credit unions but nobody's heard of us because we literally rebranded ourselves a year ago with this idea that we wanted to reinvent what a credit union could look like for the 2020s. Any advice to us on how we can better support the industry that you advocate for? Well, you know, when we talk about creative industries, that umbrella is pretty big. And what you find is that you have a lot of folks that are in these industries that are either gig workers or that are, right. you know, that are self-employed for all intents and purposes. And the difficulty that they run into getting loans, getting mortgages, getting a variety of things needs to be looked at differently. These right. are people that have high-paying jobs and consistent high-paying jobs, and they need to be recognized for that. Although they may not be a plumber or a construction, right. but this industry is an industry that has a lot of very intelligent, well-educated, high-quality level of capacity individuals that function in it. And I think it's important that our banks, our credit unions, everybody looks at that aspect of it when they're dealing with this sector. It's extremely important and it will help us grow because there's always a fear when people are coming into an industry that doesn't have like the nine to five, here's right. the paycheck, yeah. here's the thing. Yeah, totally. And that's a deterrent, not just right. in our industry, but many. So we want to ensure that people have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely appreciate that. So when you're looking ahead at the next decade for Calgary and for Alberta and the future, the film industry here, tell me what you're excited about, what our challenges are going to be, and what your predictions are for our future. Growth. I mean, I think we have an opportunity now that we've started this ball rolling. If we yeah. can maintain the level, and I know we can, the level of quality of work that's done here, the level of people, that mentoring and development of our next generation of storytellers and talent, super huge for us. You know, the world now sees us differently. They really do. I think people see that a bit cliche, but it's not. I'm the one that goes into the studios and has those conversations where originally I was like apologetic about what we couldn't give. Now I'm like, here's the offering. Here's what we can bring to the table. Here's the quality of work that we do. Here's our references that you can yep. relate to. And so I think there's a growth pattern here. But I think we need to be cognizant of the fact that that growth needs to take very many 
different approaches. And we have to look at a variety of things. As we start to look at the talent base now, it's not just regulated to one area of the creative industries. These are people that can function in all of the creative industries. And when you look at some of that talent going into industries that aren't traditionally creative industries, like, you know, you've got people coming out with computer-based knowledge and software knowledge that are going into a variety of different sectors that need that help, and they have the opportunity to be successful there as well. So talent, talent, talent. How do we attract it? And here's a core piece, okay? And you, you brought it up earlier, is how do we keep our young talent here, okay? This is extremely important. If they're leaving because they think the opportunities are better somewhere else, or they're leaving because they don't think they can make a living here, that's bad. We need to ensure that they understand the value of the city, the value of the lifestyle. And you see a lot of people that go away and then come back and go, yeah, there's some things here. There is. There's still an opportunity to have a mortgage here. There's still an opportunity to buy a reasonably priced house. Right. There's still an opportunity to have a life, not work to live, but live and work. And so I think that lifestyle changes many things. I think one of the other things that's extremely important to us is that not just in film and TV, but as a province. Let's look at what our downtowns are looking like. You know, we started to see some transitions here in Calgary. We started to see investment coming from the city and the province in how we're going to change what was traditionally based on resource environments um, and all the peripheral industries that support that, which is extremely important still. But let's look at all the things that are available to us, the life sciences, the, the sustainable energy, you know, all these transitionary industries that we want to support and how we can continue to grow them and how they can start to take on some of that infrastructure that now is open at those reasonable prices and at the ability to establish themselves here and know that if they're putting brick and mortar around them, that it is a sustainable opportunity for them in the city. We love your optimism, Luke. And we're all about building a brighter future at Connect First. And it sounds like Alberta is well on its way to realizing a super bright future in the creative industries. We really appreciate you sharing all this insightful information, and we'll definitely look forward to what's next. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Next Steps. I have to say that I enjoyed chatting with Luke a lot. It was pretty cool to realize that he's a big mover and shaker in the industry and gets to meet some of the biggest celebrities in the world. He's certainly been a part of really important conversations with people who are considering markets all over the world where they can produce films, and they're choosing Calgary. They're choosing Alberta. It really struck me how much work has gone into cultivating this industry. I think he said between 30 and 130 years. I know some of that was in jest, but it goes to show the strength of our relationship building, resiliency, and persistence for the success. And we've had to build the individual components of that sort of ecosystem in order to continue to add to that success, which is the reason we're attracting some of the world's largest projects with our global reputation and enabling companies to do incredible quality work for TV and film right here in this province. Luke also talked about the importance of the workforce that we're building here for this industry. And we're making sure that people are aware that this is now an industry that you can build a great living in and have a great lifestyle when you're in it. So it gives us all kinds of reasons to be optimistic for the future, which is what we're all about at Connect First. So if you've liked what you've heard today, share it with your network and be sure to subscribe. Thank you for listening and see you next time on What's Next Alberta. What's Next Alberta.